Hello, hello, my friends. Does your branch feel like a fun-loving but high-achieving 100-year-old family? Billy Brockenbrow, Senior Vice President and Branch Manager of the Harper Central Florida Branch, shares his take on the importance of knowing and owning company history to this end, building a family atmosphere. And folks, the proof is in the pudding, as the saying goes, with this office location. They have a strong, loyal employee culture, customer base, and repertoire of work that we can all learn from. And their secret sauce? Knowing where they've been. Looking back is just as important as looking ahead. My name is Katie Mystery, and I'm your host from Learning and Engagement. Let's get started shall we? Billy, welcome. Good to be here. So why are you the guy to tell us about Harper's history? So I'm probably not the only guy. There's a lot of people that have been here through the history of Harper, at least as far back as you could go and still Mm -hmm. be walking anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've I've been here for 38 years now and I'm a second generation Harper. My father was here, I I guess I've been here 37. He was here 38 years. He passed away probably 20 some years ago, but. uh, Wow, you're second generation, but you have sons also that work for Harper, right? So there's three generations. One son that's been here over 10 years and another son's been here about five. Oh my gosh, this is a family business. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) <laughs> so it's kind of, and it's not just me. There's several families built in this, into this organization that uh, have been here for generations. So I'm definitely not the only, the only one of that type. Um, so the history has been passed down through the family, I guess, right? Or you've just heard about it. So, yeah, I grew up with it. I mean, yeah. back in the day, it wasn't, they communicated on computers and cell phones it was the home phone calling people at night and doing whatever so i heard the stories and grew up with it and like i said i definitely there's there's probably five or six other second generation and there's some third generation that are Mm -hmm. working here currently and we've got some third generation that came out of limbach or second generation i guess Mm. that actually came out of limbach out of pittsburgh and moved to florida so it's it's definitely it's it's kept a lot of families going put it that way and my my stigma is I was born on Harper insurance and so were all my kids so <laughs> yeah. been around for a while yeah uh, we've heard the stories definitely definitely heard the stories well, well why do you think it's important to hear those stories or for people to know the history of this business um I think because it is I even even people that don't have you know didn't didn't have a father that worked here or something it's still a family. I mean, mm. the culture here is a family culture. Uh, we care about all the employees. Uh, we care about the customers we're doing. We care about our reputation. Always had a good one. I mean, it was established way back. And, uh, you know, it, it's they care about the culture and, and how it's perceived out into the market. People mm. are proud to be working on Harper. Yeah. I mean, so there's this LinkedIn article that's been going around that actually says um, something similar to what you just said. It says company histories preserve positive narratives and success stories. So it's like that historical success that, that the company has had in, in Florida um, 
can help us leverage our success today. I just, I thought that was so interesting. And it also, it also says that um, this, you know, historical experience can aid in collaboration between departments even, um, or raise morale and employee retention. I, I mean, what's your reaction to that? Have you seen that happen? So we've been very lucky here. We, we have we have maintained one of the best employee retentions of any of the branches um, and take a lot of pride in that too. I mean, you know, the COVID has done some ups and downs that we we weren't anticipating, but other than that, it's, you know, we definitely, uh, we try and keep the, the right people and, and doing the right things and nobody, nobody wants to leave. And we have people leave sometimes and, and two months later, they're like, hey, can I come back? It, it wasn't that great over there. I'm never leaving again. Yeah. And, you know, they got to try it. Uh, there's a lot of people in the market, you know, you, you interview people that are older, been at you know, some other places and it's like, yeah, I worked at Harper back in such and such. And I, you know, mm. they, it, it's just, it's been a really big stable piece of uh, central Florida community here um, for, you know, since, since 1911, I guess. So I wasn't, wow. my history of it doesn't go quite back that far. But <laughs> no. I, I know back to the sixties anyway, for the most part. But Yeah. But knowing that, like you said, that's, that's contributing to this family feel. And I mean, I've talked to a lot of people from Harper and from the Orlando office in particular who would say the same thing. Like you're saying, people come back to the organization after leaving and they're like, I should have never left. <laughs> yes. I mean, we don't have any any true colors, but I've heard them say we bleed Harper blue. You know, I would come back <laughs> yeah. in time. And it's just because that's a, one of our colors on our, our logo, I guess. Yeah, or it was. So, uh, blue. I love it. Yeah, so it, it's they take pride in working here, and there, there's nobody that says, "Yeah, I hated that place." I've never ever heard that. I've never heard of any disgruntled. I think part of that, a big part of that, is credit to you and to the leadership, though, because, and again, coming back to that idea of history and family, um, I I read an article once where it said, you know, leaders with no patience for history are missing a vital truth. Like, so leaders that don't take into account that this is a family and we have family experience going back even a hundred years. Um, I think that mindset carries people, you know, forward in their career. But so, so how has history in that sense helped you lead? Um, it's, it's the, the culture and it's so hard to explain culture, but yeah. it, it, you know, so I took, I was in the field for years. So I started as a helper. I went to apprenticeship school. Um, I worked as a welder, a fitter, a sheet metal guy, you name it. I've done it all and moved up through the ranks. And then finally I moved into the office atmosphere, we'll say in 2008 into a a broader leadership role as mm, uh, manager okay. of field operations. And the the, the current um, branch manager then was Russ Moore, really good guy. He had been here for a, a long time. And so he was there for a while. He, he eventually stepped aside and went to work for one of our customers at uh, Florida Hospital or Adventist, for Adventist Healthcare. He had a great opportunity there. Mm -hmm. But when he left, he said, never lose your culture. Whatever you do, don't let them change the culture here. That's mm. what makes it tick. And that really resonated. I mean, that really, that's the truth. People, 
and, and people just feel comfortable, I guess, you know, they don't feel like what's the surprise coming because they know we're going to take care of our people to, mm. to the extent we can. I mean, you know, there's always circumstances, but yeah, but that, that cultural component, like you're saying that instilled a sense of identity and purpose for people. It sounds like. And it resonates quick when new people come on, they sense mm -hmm. it and they feel comfortable. I mean, it's, it, it, I've heard that from several people that have worked at other places and they say it's just, you know, they, they can just feel it. The people want to work together. We all have strived to be successful. We all know, you know, it's not just a job. We're doing it to build the company and to build our reputation and to uh, yeah. just make it a better place. Arguably that started back in 1911 when Harper, well, well, let's, let's get there because who founded Harper and when, and what did the company do back then? Cause we're talking about how great the history is, but we haven't actually talked about what the history is. So, so the, Jim Harper is actually who started Harper back in 1911. I think it was a small storefront, maybe in Winter Park, um, right on Park Avenue, which Park mm -hmm. Avenue is like the ritzy part of town now. And, you know, he had a little plumbing shop there. And I guess they had some land. Um, he had bought some land over in Winter Park, which is still, it's an upscale area right outside of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a, a pretty big piece of land there. He had land all over in Winter Park, is from what I hear. Um, and they had a storage facility over there and they kind of migrated from the place on Park Avenue and went over there and then started growing it some. I think back in those days, it was like horse and wagon type stuff. I yeah. mean, it was, it took forever. I've heard some stories, but, uh. So that evolved, and I think he was mainly residential stuff and smaller, smaller buildings, you know, and, and he grew it. I guess he had worked for another company somewhere and learned a trade and then came over here. But they said he was a super hardworking guy, great guy, to, you know, good personality, good guy to get along with. And he cared about his people and his customers. That was that was yeah. the philosophy. That's what they kind of tagged him as, as what his beliefs were. So that was pretty cool. And he died in the mid forties and his son, George took over. So okay. George, I know, I knew George for years. Get out my of dad. Here. Yeah. Well, his, my dad started in 62. Okay. So George was running the company there. So George, and then his brother, Bobby, um, George was the main guy. He did all the commercial work and did all that. Bobby, his brother, took on the residential side. So we still did service plumbing, but a lot of it was residential and smaller. And then they moved into commercial service, but George was mainly the, uh, he was mainly the construction side. And then, uh, so he grew the business. He built, you know, he built the, the block building that was Harper for a long time. And it was right off Orange Avenue, downtown Winter Park. Um, centrally, very centrally located. It's probably high-end property right now. I think there's condos on it. Maybe they yeah. parceled it off, but he owned an entire city block. Oh my gosh. And that was Harper. And we had fabrication shops. We made sheet metal. We fabricated pipe. Uh, they had a paint and body shop for their trucks. Oh they had a gosh. gas station in there to fill the gas up in the trucks. It's like a little city. It, it was like a little city. Um, he also had a, a company within the company it was called Harmax. Harmax was a distribution, like a, like a huge supply that he owned within Harper. And so he could buy stuff at wholesale prices 
and then that company would sell it to the Harper company and, and do it that way. And then any supplies left over would go back to there to get sold again. So wow. he had a good philosophy of making money. He had some really cool, yeah. really, really cool ideas on how that went. But uh, so that evolved. Um, George, like I said, they had property all over the place. The uh, what is now Adventist Health, it used to be Florida Hospital. Before it was Florida Hospital, it was Florida Sanitarium. And it's one of the biggest hospitals in Florida right now, or especially Central Florida. And he donated, I believe they donated property to them. It was the, the property where it sits today was was uh, Jim Harper's property originally. So, so it was kind of like a philanthropist slash businessman. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like Harper, the company, was very big on giving back to the community or, or really part of the community's fabric. George, I think Jim, wasn't George, it was Jim before George. He had property, um, he did a lot of work at Rollins College, and he had property right adjacent to that. He donated that to the college, and it's still today, Harper Field, um, wow. right there in Winter Park. So that's pretty cool. Oh, and I want to talk about that because I think that is a really neat feature. If anyone ever travels to Florida, or do you think the people in your office, did they know that that Harper Field is related to the Harper people, business? Most of the people, if they're from around here, they definitely they know. know. So yeah. so back in the day, I'm going to say it was in the 60s to the 70s because I definitely remember it. I mean, I was born in the mid-60s, but mm -hmm. Uh, it was this this thing went along for a while, and I, I think I sent you a picture of it the other day. Yeah. At Marineland in Florida, they filmed. It was it was a research place where they hugged dolphin and whatever there. Mm -hmm. Well, they started training them, and they did uh, they did commercials and stuff out of there. They were using it to film movies. They were using it to do whatever with these trained dolphin. Well, there was they made a commercial for Harper back in the day and oh the, the jingle was be sharper call harper harper yes. plumbing and heating and if you look on the internet today it is one it's in the top 10 of central florida's most memorable jingles oh my you goodness look it up on the internet i can't find the commercial itself but it said the jingle is in the top 10 it was like people riding a dolphin around and a dolphin jumping through the boots and whatever here. and and actually in the so we were Harper Plumbing and Heating up till Limbach bought Harper. And that was, uh, that was Limbach kind of started migrating in in 83. That's when I okay. started. Late 83. Okay. And then they actually, it, it actually became a Limbach company in 84. There was people in the office at the end of 83, kind of getting familiar with everything. And then uh. it literally took over in 84. But that's when it turned to Harper Mechanical. Okay, so I was going to ask. Harper Plumbing and Heating. Yeah. And it was Harper Mechanical at that time. So they couldn't use the jingle anymore. So they couldn't use the jingle anymore. But we <laughs> still, but they had it, all, most of our old brochures, and I don't know if you've seen any of them, they have the dolphin on them. Yes, I like have seen them. And we kept that dolphin for a long time. I think eventually we went to. I think when we were bought by, so Limbach owned us, then Limbach was bought by a French company, Anji, mm -hmm. and I think that's when it might have gone to Harper since 1911. They changed the uh, name again to Harper since 1911, and we lost the dolphin. And one of our branch managers that we had hated the dolphin. He wanted rid of the dolphin. 
Why? That's when the dolphin, I don't know. That's when the dolphin went away. No more dolphins. I've got, uh, I, I've got years of service pins and some of them, some of the old ones are dolphins. Billy, you got to bring it back. That <laughs> dolphin is iconic. Oh, <laughs> well, that's right. I went to Marine Land probably three <laughs> weeks ago, me and my wife. And it's pretty sad. It's a, it's a sad place mm -hmm. right now. I mean, COVID has definitely hurt their stuff. It was like oh, I'm doing sure. $25 for an hour tour here, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, they still have dolphins there still around, which is pretty cool. But uh, amazing. it had all the old photographs from back in the day. I'm like, please have a Harper commercial here. Yeah. <laughs> <I just laughs> did you talk to somebody? You should have. I didn't, I didn't go talk to them because I mean, they're so short staffed in there. Right. right yeah. All right. On uh, your next it trip. Would be a neat it would be a neat thing to do. My wife wants to go back and swim with the dolphins. Oh, for sure. I mean, you have the Harper connection, so that's, you can always leverage yes. that, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you never know. They might have, you know, look at they the might. archives. Here it is. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be that would so, be. just to have that history, it just bonds you so much with the, the environment, like not even yes. the community, just the environment. Yes. Yes. And, and like I said, a lot of people, a lot of people that are still here, I mean, we're, we're getting fewer and farther between of the 40 year guys. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it gets, it gets lesser and lesser, but there's still, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that are here 25, 30. It's, it's just yeah. rolling up. Some of the kids that I've seen start as apprentices have been here over 10 years now. And that's just blows my mind and they're running jobs and they're awesome. superintendents. And I love that. I, I love that too. It's just, it's the evolution of the business too. Cause you, you'll be passing on this information to so many people via this podcast, but also, you know, via just conversations that you have in the office and in the field. And I mean, that's the beauty, the beauty of the business is that you have that history to share. It's, it's all about making, I mean, these kids have bought houses now and it's, it's making a life. This company. I mean, it's raising mm -hmm. kids, it's doing all that stuff. And then sometimes the kids come here and work and sometimes they don't. I mean, it's, <laughs> most of wish, we don't wish it on anybody, but it, it is a good time. I mean, I've, I've, I've done a lot for you. Wow. So I, I definitely can't, I don't regret it. So yeah, sure. you've been here, you've been here a long time, 37 years. So I'm going to, I'm transitioning because I'm, I assume since you've been here so long, you're pretty familiar with all the things that we say and we do. Um, and, and when I joined the industry, I was mind blown by all of the acronyms that we have. God, I'm so the worst this... on acronyms. <laughs> oh, perfect. This is a good test. <laughs> oh yeah. It'll get me. So this is a fun, you know, game kind of, um, and I just have to test you in one that really stumped me. So it's time for guess the acronym. Mama always said life's like a box of chocolates and LMB means limbach. The acronym is CCD. Oh, carbon copy. No, I can no. give you clues. I can give you clues. Oh, a CC, a CCD on a, for like a drawing or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, contract document. Oh, you're so close. You're so close. I know. I'm trying to think of the wise two C's. You want a clue? Yeah. Okay. It has to do with change. Oh. And and the last word is directive. And I use this term.
term all the time. I know I you do. <laughs> I know. Um, contract change document. Yes, contract. Well, contract change directive. Isn't directive. That, that's isn't right, it yes. wild how you many? Know, it is, and I, I ask that a lot. And not that I always remember them. People will yes. be using throwing acronyms out, and I'll ask, "What does that mean?" And some of the people that I mean, they really, they know what they're talking about, but they're like, I have no really idea. Sure. But it just they know it means a change document. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If you say CCD, I mean, in context, you would get it. <laughs> it's just it. I just think like, you know, if we go back to 1911 to now, how many new acronyms have been added to the construction and service industry? Probably thousands. Yes. It's amazing. What's so funny is we've got some guys that have been here for 40 years and uh, they're used to the little carbon copy stamp. They want that. Oh, yeah. They want that stamp to put on stuff and, and write who they want it distributed to. And that's just how they learned it, how they do it. And they still are paper people that mm-hmm. done that way. And they were very organized. That's the way they did it. That's the yes. first thing. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, even the acronyms have evolved. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, when we worked it, so we've done a lot of work at the Cape over the years. Mm-hmm. Everything over there is an acronym. And trying <laughs> to remember all that is ridiculous. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy, sure. all the stuff that was over there. It, it was like a whole different world. And now Disney, Disney yeah. has a ton of acronyms. Oh, yeah. I believe and it. It's, and I'm the worst. I, and, I, and I'll ask, what does that mean? You got to tell me what that means if I'm going to remember. <laughs> Spell it out for me. <laughs> yes, and sometimes I still don't remember it, but. Okay, wait, so you mentioned the Cape, but you also mentioned Disney just now. What are some other projects that uh, the company of Harper has worked on in its past, in its storied history? Um, and are there any like high profile that people from all over, you know, Limbach and Harper would recognize? So we worked on every rocket. We worked on the shuttle. We worked on the Titan rockets back in, this is in the, the mid, well, the VAB, we worked in around that some in the early 60s. And on the, the uh, oh, what was the, the big Saturn? I think they did some of that work back. That was in the 60s. Then we were kind of out of there for a while. And then we were back in the mid 80s. Because when I started, I was out there probably five, five years. So mm-hmm. from like 85 to, to 90, I was actually working over there. But we worked on the... The shuttle pads, we worked on the, the Titan rockets, we worked on the Atlas Centaur, we worked on the mobile launchers, oh we worked See, on that's the, cool. uh, one of the first terminals at Orlando Airport, we did that. And then the uh, convention center, we did phase one and two, then we did three and four, and then phase five. That was the entire convention center in Orange County, which is a huge... Those are some amazing accomplishments, for sure. And I'm sure so much has changed in the time where you know when you were working on those projects to now and now we're doing some incredible things as well but a lot has changed since then the technology the tools you know back in the day it was somebody had to be coming out to the job to say hey so-and-so needs to call their wife their baby's fixing to be born right oh my gosh yeah there was no i mean the beeper finally came out so the beeper was the new way of getting somebody to go to a phone call somebody else so you had radios then you had beepers um and the beepers worked pretty good you could get to somebody 
and then they then they went to the uh, big brick phones, and yeah. so many people had those big things, and it was oh, don't talk on it much, and all that type of stuff. And then the computers, you know, the laptops were. We we really didn't have laptops twenty years ago. My dad probably never had a laptop. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And he had a big desktop and did did AutoCAD was in its very infancies mm -hmm. back back in the day. And that's what I, I think about how you know how many years he passed away. What did he have? What was a normal back then? Right. And it was uh, it's crazy how it has evolved slowly, so but it's really come a long way. Slowly, but yes, but in the past 20 years alone, I mean, so much has changed. A lot, a lot has really, really changed. I mean, it's just the environment in the offices, uh, what mm -hmm. you can do, what you can't do. I the mean, tools. they were smoking in the offices back then. Oh, the yeah, no. Not hey, today. I mean, <laughs> not today, but I mean, 20 years ago, they were. That's what's yeah. weird. I mean, you think it's been forever since any of that type stuff went on, but it really has been 20 years. Yeah, and and the like you say the tools, the way our drawings are done. I mean, they used to do drawings by hand. Uh, Twenty years ago, they were just starting with AutoCAD. So, and it and you couldn't just draw it with wasn't just a mouse. You had to have this big board, and you had to <laughs> click on things. And it's hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. So, uh, and Harper has always been at the forefront. I mean, Harper yeah. has always invested in the newer stuff and tried to be on the leading edge. Um, they've always tried to do a quality. They've never been the cheap guy that gets in there and does stuff mm -hmm. and gets out and good luck with it. We've not been a company that just strives on getting more change orders from customers. We want a next job. That's, that's our, that's, that's the piece we want out. We want consistent work by doing a good job. And that's, and that sounds like that stems from Jim Hart all the way back to Jim Harper, because that, I think so. I think yeah. it's just been, I mean, yeah, I actually don't see it, but it's it's what was delivered to me when I get here, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. it's 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 be and, and there's there's maybe one or maybe one to two people in town that are, are close, but we would always be compared with maybe one other person, us and so and so, or you know, at this level, at a higher level, and then everybody else is, you know, they're newcomers, they're just the cheap guy, they're broke slammers, whatever you want to call yeah. them. But they aren't building a company to take care of customers man so what do you what do you hope will be the legacy of harper a hundred years from now when people are still working here what do you think will stay um i i still want it to be i, I really want it to be focused on the people i want to i want people to build a career here i i love yeah. it when somebody they don't necessarily have to be young young or old doesn't matter but to, to not know anything within our trade, learn it and excel in it. I think that is, that's huge. You, you just mm. built somebody, you changed somebody's whole life by doing that. So, and then for them to take pride in it and deliver that to a customer with a quality product, I think, I think that's what we have to keep doing. I mean, we can't yeah. just, you know, you can't just treat people like a, a number. I don't ever want to do that. You know, I mean, yeah. there's hard decisions get made, but don't, don't take it lighthearted. You know, there's, there's things that have, you always have to, business has to survive or, or there's nothing for anybody to do. So yeah, you just, uh, you just got to put thought into it. And it, that's what I want to see. I want to see continued, continued growth of careers through here and, and then still 
keep a high standard within our market. Um, be a first choice. I mean, first mm -hmm. choice sounds like the sling word, but I, I really do. I want people, I wish I could have Harper. Maybe I can't afford them. And I'm not always saying mm -hmm. we're the cheapest, but I want them to strive to try and get us because they know they're going to have the least problems and a better product. Yeah. And I don't, I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever want it to be, boy, Harper's not what it used to be. That's, that would be terrible. And I, I don't think you will. I mean, just listening to you, listening to the people that work um, in your office and work for Harper, you, you all treat history and your family there as something that drives you forward to continue those, you know, successful characteristics, those successful traits that you guys are a family. And, and that does stem, I, I truly believe after listening to you, it does stem from the beginning, the beginning of the company and this holistic perspective of it's not just about the service we provide, it's about who we're providing the service to. Yep, yep. And George, I mean, back in the George days, after Jim had passed away, George and his brother and his mother was still tied to the company at some, some level. But George would take care of people. I mean, if people were yeah. down and out, he would loan them money. I mean, maybe it was a way to keep them working. I don't know. But uh, either he would, way, he would take care. Anybody felt they didn't feel uncomfortable to go to George and say, hey, I need help. Man, that's, um, so that's a it great was legacy. it was definitely a more, you know, personalized touch to it back then. I mean, we've definitely evolved. We're a public company now. So yeah, to maintain those roots in a public environment, we just, you know, we just have to work a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Billy, I have learned so much and I, I'm sure our, our listeners will agree that learning from the past definitely can make us stronger for the future. Um, we covered a lot of deep, meaningful things today, so it's only right that we end with a curveball question that has absolutely nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. Okay, here's the question. You step outside the office and you find a lottery ticket that ends up winning $10 million. What would you do? I would, uh, I would probably see if somebody lost their lottery ticket. Oh my I gosh. That I would just take it if somebody was like, oh my God, that was mine. But. Oh, that's amazing. I, I would probably go get it cashed and I would, I would probably continue working. Um, I probably would not be running the branch. I would have a much easier role with less stress. Yeah, yeah. But enjoy it and not, you know, kind of relieve the stress a little bit. But uh, I would still want to be part of it, at least for a while. I, I just feel like that is an incredible answer. You would still want to work. You got $10 million. You would still want to work because you want to be part of of this just thing to be part of the family yourself. but I, yeah. like i said i would not want to be branch manager it's like somebody else right, can take right. of stress. course yeah maybe i'll be the tool guy i don't know all right <laughs> sounds good <laughs> take it easy but still still be able to hang around a little bit yeah i mean until i'm a, a, a nuisance no i this is great i i think we just got to know you very well from just that one question <laughs> um but we've, we've also learned so much about, you know, who we were as a company and from that, who we can become. So thank you for sharing today. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the next hundred years, especially if some of us end up winning that quick 10 mil. So yeah, yeah right. <laughs> thanks. Um, thanks, Billy, for joining the podcast today. No problem. Thank you.
We bleed Harper blue. Does your branch have a slogan like this? I mean, it is not easy to build a trusting yet forward-thinking culture that's been here for over a hundred years and where people bleed company colors no less. Knowing where we came from can help us strategize for where we're going. So here's my challenge to you. Reach out to those more experienced with this organization. Get to know why we are the way we are by talking with those like Billy who have a deep, rich connection to our past. We can learn a lot from one another. Before you reach out though, send in a guest for our Limbok trivia. Here's the trivia. Limbok acquired Harper in what year? Send in your guests to learning at limbokinc.com and be the first one to guess it right to receive cash money to our company store. Catch you next time on LMB Podcast. Mm-hmm.